my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. So today's episode or this week's episode is pretty impromptu. I wasn't planning on talking about this, but on Black Girls Heal Instagram this week, I'm digging into different types of unhealthy relationships. And I'm doing that because I think when people think unhealthy relationships or even sometimes when I feel like I'm talking about unhealthy relationships. We always go to romantic um, or maybe not always, but probably majority of the time is either romantic partnerships or maybe family. And I really wanted to break down that there are multiple types of unhealthy dynamics that we can have in relationships. And so one of the types of relationships that I talked about was um, the friend who is always giving, never receiving relationship. And I just broke down how you could be the friend that's always calling, the one that's always reaching out. Maybe even you let, lent some money. You know, you're the one who's always there for people to lean their shoulder on. But when it comes time for you um, to be um, taken care of or validated or heard, people are nowhere to be found or they give a little bit, but not as much as you do. Um, or they feel like they can't be bothered. And so you just go through this cycle of feeling taken advantage of or not seen, not heard. And so that was the post. And then, um, you know, I invited people to either comment below like their experience or the DM me if you had any questions or if you want to talk to me further. And um, this person said that, or they asked me, well, what do you do if you have a friend who's in denial about them withholding attention and time from you? Or they might gaslight you and call you needy for wanting reciprocation. And so it basically started this dialogue where I told them that you need to shift the focus to you and what you want versus how do I convince them that what I'm saying is making sense? How do I figure out what I needed if that's working in the relationship versus trying to get them to give it to me? Um, Because, and you know, we kind of talked about that, but talked about how that can be hard to hear and how, how that can be really disappointing because at the end of the day, a lot of times we want to keep these relationships, but the truth is you can only control yourself and everything else past that is fantasy. The only person that you can control is you and everything else is a fantasy. And we get in this place in this in this world of um, kind of feeling like we have more power than we actually do for a lot of different reasons. And so um, what I'm going to do this episode is I'm going to break down some of those reasons of why we may 
live in this fantasy of how we can control things or control people. Um, I talk a little bit about why um, or what we're trying to get from it. Kind of weaved into that. And then also um, some signs that maybe you might be trying to control the relationships around you. And this won't be um, extensive or ex um, just a whole long list because we ain't got the time. And then also, if you have any questions or if anything comes up, um, I would love to connect with you outside of the podcast. And so, of course, um, like I mentioned, um, find us on Instagram and then also the question form. But I'll talk about that in a second um, at the end of the episode. So thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Let's dig into some of the ways or some of the reasons why we may um, have gotten to a pattern of trying to control other people. So one of the ways that we can learn how to, um, or that we incepted that we had more control in relationships than we actually did is just learning from relationships, um, starting very young and growing up. So maybe in our family, um, in our family homes, we watched just the power dynamics that happen between different people. So whoever was the loudest had the most power or, um, people who talked a certain way had more power. Um, and that doesn't always have to mean super aggressive. It doesn't have to mean, um, you know, really like assertive or abrasive. Sometimes the way that we watched other people get what they want, or even us, if we grew up in a way where we might've been neglected or, um, not paid attention to is to try to become manipulative, manipulative. Is that how you say it? I think that's how you say it. So what does that mean? That can mean anything from, um, you know, if I want something from someone, then I go into kind of like this baby voice and I'm like, oh, can you please give it to me or that kind of thing, or kind of play really cutesy or try to kind of like figure out what that person needs or wants for us to get what we need. And again, that's because we watched early on that that's just how you do relationships. So it wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It was just the way that things were. And then as we go out into life and into school, we just repeat what we see. And if it works, it stays. And if it doesn't, we adjust. So learned behaviors is one way um, that we may have figured out or decided or thought that we could control other people. Um, another reason why we may want to try to control other people is basically fear of being hurt. So, um, not wanting to give people any power over us if we're trying to be vulnerable or show who we are. And sometimes that's just by us keeping close to the chest, what we want or making it very apparent what we want. Um, and then if someone doesn't give it to us immediately or in the way that we want it to be, or in a way that, um, is like fits the fantasy that we have in our head, we immediately cut them off. And so that's actually uh, one of the ways that we can try to control others by being really, really hypervigilant and impulsive and cutting off other people 
um, even before we may have all the facts or even before we um, have actually assessed, are they unhealthy for us? Kind of like a knee jerk response to keep those walls up. And then another way we may get to a place where we may try to control others is that it's taught to us later on. And so um, I know I've mentioned in an intro episode and some of you who've followed me over from previous places like um, my Love Junkie podcast um, know that I um, I got into this direction because my focus has um, been on romantic relationships. And so helping women get out of these addictive kind of toxic partnerships and not necessarily someone who's emotionally abusive, but just constantly chasing men or women who don't reciprocate them back. So like they're constantly like trying to bend and appease and be something that they're not for men or women who are emotionally unavailable or um, just give a little bit, but not enough. And so, um, you know, and me kind of figuring out what worked best to help people. And then even just kind of like trying to stay on top of like, who are my colleagues in this work and who are the people who are like doing really great things and can I learn from them? I remember I I recently found someone who um, is also helping women who are um, just constantly the ones who aren't attracting the right people and um, attracting the wrong guys and just caught up on people who they shouldn't be caught up on um, or that they feel like they shouldn't be caught up on. And I'm reading this person's materials and my materials are very much about let's get your magnet correct and let's... um, cancel out the people that we know are not good for you and those who um, are just going to hurt you. And let's figure out how to give you what you need without depending on people who aren't good so that you can clear the path for people who are healthy and help you actually love yourself in the process versus depending on someone else to love you and give you what you need and hopefully fix this hole that you have on the inside, this internal ache. Like that, that's mine, like helping you give you back your power while still being able to be open to and receiving love. That's just my philosophy. This person is also trying to help you get love, but the way that they were helping you do it is by you learning how to say the right things to get them to call, get him to call you back or how to drive him crazy. And these are the scripts that you say, and this is how you play just enough um, where you're not really interested, but you're still really available. And um, even some of the language is like how to be like a modern, um, I don't want to use the words because then someone's going to Google it and see, but like a modern seductress, that wasn't a word that they used, but like a modern seductress. And that made me really sad. And not in that because this person's materials don't work. I'm sure that they do work. Um, Otherwise, they wouldn't be in business. And I'm sure they had testimonials, but like I didn't like what I saw. So I didn't even want to go through it. But um, it made me sad because part of the reason why we get in so much pain is because we give our power over to people to make us happy when we can't control anyone but ourselves. And so if I start off a relationship with someone and the whole premise is I have gotten into it by trying to manipulate and calculate and seduce and only show a little bit of who I am and only be a certain certain amount of vulnerable and X, Y, and Z um, to try to get them to pursue me or to be mysterious or whatever else, 
that is a, a farce that I'm going to have to keep up forever to keep them because I didn't attract this person on being completely and fully me. I, I attracted them based on this fantasy, based on this ever elusive, you can't get me or let me just give you enough. And maybe that works for some people, you know, if that, um, if that kind of like cat and mouse thing and that dynamic works for you, great. But I think that the best life worth living are those when we can be fully transparent, flaws and all, and we can still be with someone who's like, I choose you and you choose them, where there's still that chemistry and connection, right? And so I think that in a lot of ways, we're taught to play these games. We're taught to only... um you know, I mean, everything from the um, the cover of Cosmo to, um, you know, glamour or whatever it might be, or just things that we might see on social media outlets um, that I don't want to call out the names too, because the world is small. And I'm sure I know people who work for those <laughs> organizations and I, and I love you all. But yeah, just people who don't teach us how to just, you can be full of you without, um, without having to play those games. And I think, and I think what this person to their credit might be trying to teach is that when you are over dependent or when you overshare, that can be a turnoff. But I feel like you can learn how to be emotionally healthy and not give all of you to somebody in hopes that they will finally receive you and, and validate that your life is, is worthy and your story is worthy and I choose you. So that means that you can now rest and feel good about yourself. I believe that there is a balance between taking care of you and be fu being fully you without needing someone to validate you and also still being open to someone else. So that is my long way of saying we are taught unhealthy techniques sometimes and trying to get people to listen to us. And what's the name of that book? What is it called? The Book of Power or The Art Art of Power? There's some book that's like the, the Laws of Power or something like that. And I haven't read it. I've heard that the book is really, really effective. And um, that it was like taken and written in a way to help you learn how to literally read other people and make sure that you get what you want. And even though there's probably a lot of great things in there about being assertive and being sure about what you want, just that ideal of like, do you, you need to figure out, do you want to be in relationships where you always have to be in a one up position to feel safe? And if you're in a relationship where you feel like you have to be in a one up position to feel safe, are you ever truly safe? Can you ever let yourself go? Can you ever be free from now to the day that you die? Or do you always have to be suspicious and looking over your shoulder? And if that's not the kind of life that you want, that doesn't mean that um, you just have to let all your walls down. Because I, again, I feel like we have these walls up for a reason because we've been hurt before, because we learned that we had to. And what I like to teach and what I hope that you learn in your journey, whether it's with me or someone else or your therapist or whoever, what other, other podcasts and books that you're reading 
is that you can find healthy relationships and find a healthy connection to yourself where you can have internal and external boundaries, feel emotionally safe, and still keep yourself away from people who will drain you and use you. You don't have to live on the extremes of one up and I have to always... Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Be in control and be in power or let all my walls down and people just walk all over me and take advantage of me. There's a happy balance and medium. Okay? Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. So let me go into some ways that people may try to control other people. And these may seem connected. They may not seem connected at all, but that's okay because we all (laughs) do things in different ways, but there is definitely a control element in all of them. 
So the first one that I um, wrote down and just kind of free brainstorming this is um, trying to be super loving and kind. Now, it might seem crazy that I said that, but that might be because I didn't finish the statement. Trying to be super loving and kind to try to woo the person into choosing you. So this gets more into um, maybe the romantic partnerships that I was talking about earlier, but this is where you might find yourself um, trying to play the part of getting this person, man, woman, or otherwise, um, to see what a great catch you are to see how worthy and valuable you are. And so you're trying to be super attentive, like all the things that he or she needs. Um, um, and, you know, just trying to get chose. And the thing about that is, again, you are pleading and playing into what you think their fantasy is, but you never really get the chance to be truly you. And so what happens if you've been doing all this for so long, for even years at a time, um, and they still don't commit to you? Or what have you been doing all this for a long period of time and they are still in this relationship? Um, and I'm thinking about those of us who've been in side chick um, situations or friend zone relationships and um what you're hoping to happen doesn't come to be, or even in work situations, you know, trying to be the best employee or the best person and still being looked over for promotions or otherwise, you know, again, the only thing that you can control is you. And so when that's the case, you got to figure out, does this relationship and dynamic work for me? And from there is where you make decisions. So another way that people may try to have control over others is by holding people emotionally ransom. And so let's let's break away from when we think about narcissists. You know, I think with most of us who have been or are in narcissistic relationships, it's like check, 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 check. But let's look at those of us who are not narcissists and the people who we are in relationship who are not narcissists. So the way that one would hold someone emotionally ransom is if someone does something that you don't like and you choose to teach them a lesson by not talking to them, by isolating them, by proving how angry you are. And it's different than you're so hurt and you need space because this is an intentional, I'm going to show you better than I can tell you type of punishment technique. And you do this in a way, or you're doing this because you want to make sure that they don't do this again, or that they understand how much they've hurt you. But all that really happens is that you've now placed yourself in this powerful position um, and you don't really get the connection. And maybe this is intentional. Like, I don't want to connect to this person because they hurt me. But what you actually want, I'm guessing, is you want that person to understand. You want them to feel repentant. And you want there to be a repair. The repair being that this will not happen again. Or that the person will try to be considerate and change Um, because, you know, especially if it's something where, um, the person has a hard time doing it, it may happen again. Like, let's say those of us who have a friend who's chronically late, you know, like they, um, 
hearing that it's that is hurtful to you may work on it, but will they go the next 20 years of your friendship never being late again? I hope not, but there's a chance that they might be, right? Um, but what you really want is for this other human being to to care for you. You have a need to feel to feel emotionally safe. And when someone crosses that boundaries, it hurts. It hurts so much and you don't want it to happen again. And so if me trying to get you not to hurt me is to hurt you back, how, how, how are we going to get to a place where we can both figure out how to actually love each other, right? And so when we hold people emotionally ransom, it's not really because we want them to to um, get closer to us is because we want to keep them away. It's because we're actually trying to keep ourselves safe and we're trying to control and manipulate and make sure that they don't do that again. Um, which, how are we actually going to control that? We can't really control that. When we do power techniques, we get the opposite of the intimacy that we actually want. And maybe you don't know if you actually want intimacy because all you've learned your whole life is when people get close, they disappoint you. But I'm just going to repeat what I said very passionately in the middle of this episode. It is possible to be in relationship with healthy people. You have to be able to change your magnet. You have to be able to change how you show up as well so that you are not pushing away these healthy people. And then finally, you have to be open to it. You know, if you have all these wonderful people around you, but you're constantly making them jump through hoops or you don't know how to express what you need, then it's going to be really hard for you to get what you want. I wrote on here another way to um, that people try to control others is to give ultimatums. But I think I think that's very similar to holding folks emotionally ransom, like withholding your affection from someone until a pre a predetermined amount of time or maybe not even predetermined. Um, oh, <laughs> um, what's her name? The Christie show, Miss Miss Charlene. You know, she's super funny. If you haven't ever seen um, any of her videos or anything on on Instagram or Facebook, but is this bit about um, this older church woman um, and she is very blunt and very honest. And one of her bits is talking about she sees someone in the dollar store, in the grocery store, who tries to talk to her. And she's like, no, I hold grudges for five years. You're all, you've only one year in. You still got four years of probation. And, and that kind of thing. Like, I am going to, again, I'm going to show you better than I can tell you. And it comes from a, a nice place. You know, my relationship and my love is valuable, right? That's what you're trying to say. My friendship should be honored and cherished. Those are all wonderful messages. But we have to look at, are our actions keeping away those who can love us? And is there a better way for us to do it that doesn't sacrifice the openness and um, vulnerability that we may want? Ultimatums are just another version of that. You know, I'm not going to be with you unless you do this or unless you pay for that or unless you give me fill in the blank. But um, let me see. I'm only going to do one more because I want to make sure that this doesn't go too long. Oh, I'm looking at one and I'm kind of like tentative about it because I know and I, I know people got their stories, but I'm going to go for it. So stay with me. One other way 
that people try to control other folks in relationships is by surveilling phones, emails, and DMs. Oh, snap. I said it. Here, here's why this is an example of the title of this episode, why you cannot control them. You looking through someone's phone messages, um, DMs, emails, whatever it might be. And of, of course, I'm talking mostly about romantic partnerships right here. If you're doing this to try to keep them from being unfaithful, that is not going to do anything because if a person is struggling with their own integrity and their own honesty, they're going to be that way whether you are there or whether you are not there. That is putting more power in your hands than you actually have. Only thing you can control is yourself, right? And so what it does is because maybe you don't find anything immediately, or maybe if you do find something, they say, I'm so sorry. Or maybe, you know, keeping it real, there are some of us who have found things, confronted partners, and nothing changed. They turned it back around on us. We tried to break up. We tried to do ultimatums. And lo and behold, we're still in the situation where, um, where we don't know if we can trust our partners, Right. And so the key is not us trying to make sure that we have, we're monitoring them and we're getting their thumbs when they're asleep and, you know, we're checking to see who they're liking and who they're following and all those other things. What we do is we make sure that we figure out, well, what works for me in a relationship? What do I need to feel emotionally safe? And then we make sure that we are with partners who give that to us. I'm so sorry to tell you, because I think that's one of the fantasies that we live in, especially when we are in love or we want to make something work because we've invested so much in it. The only person that can change is your partner. The only person that can change is your mother or your father. If you've been holding out for them to try to one day apologize or one day get sober or get on meds or whatever it might be. They have to be the ones who make that decision. There's not enough pleading or begging or manipulating or um, ultimatums that you can give. And so that's sad because, you know, going back to the original reason for me making this podcast, um, that that DM with um, that person about friendships, what they said to me is it was sad to shift the focus on themselves because that doesn't really give them an avenue to work on the relationship. And here's the thing. You can only work on your part, right? If you're looking for the magic words or things to say to get the other person to bend, you're you're going to be going to the end of time, right? But here, here's the key, magic key though, that we miss when we're so focused on other people. A relationship, whether there's two, three, five, ten 10 people in it, it's a dynamic and it takes all the parts to kind of circle that cog for, for the wheel to spin. And if we want to change the dynamic, it only takes one part to change. And so instead of us focusing on the other person to change, we focus on ourselves. And so when we change how we show up and when we change our expectations and um, 
become stronger in ourselves, then the relationship has to change. And then the other person has the opportunity to go with the flow that you're moving towards or to stay the same. And then you have a decision to make. And so actually, you actually get your own power back by you returning to you, if that makes sense. So in future episodes, I will be talking a little bit more about what it looks like to be in your own power um, and all of that stuff, um, all of that jazz. I'm going to talk about how to get past that fear of change. Um, because if it was just that easy to decide to do something different, we would have done it. Um, it's really scary. Um, we don't even really know how a lot of times to operate in our power, um, how to change our magnet. Um, I can't tell you how many times I was like, that's it. I'm changing who I'm friends with or the type of guys I was dating, um, before I got married and all of that. And lo and behold, nope, um, that didn't change. It was still the same person, still the same problems. Um, and so I had to dig deeper. So, um, I'm going to be sharing how that works with all of you as well. But in the meantime, I just wanted to let you know that as we dig into talking about unhealthy relationships for you to look at and for you to remember, uh, I need to count how many times I've said it this episode, but I want you to, to hear it. The only thing that you can change is yourself. And so as we look at this healing journey in Black Girls Heal, I want you to look at how can I work on myself to get the relationships and love that I want, need, and most importantly, deserve. So that's it for this episode. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors.